0: Oh, and welcome to Green Pass Gaming's Thursday podcast, and as you can tell, something slightly different tonight. We have, we've done newscasts in the past, but we thought we'd be on cams for tonight's show, following the success of the Coffee Morning on Sunday, um, which was kind of good fun, actually. I, I managed to tune in, and I know uh, the GPG crew. Hi, everyone, by the way. Um yeah, I know you all had a good time and we kind of changed up the formula a little bit and kind of didn't keep it so formulaic with our topics. So that's kind of the plan for today's show as well, really. So we will probably be running through um, this week's gaming news, uh, just opinions and discussions, probably an hour and a half show if we can. Um, got the full GPG crew here tonight. Uh, Luke Luke's managed to make it back. He's got COVID, but he's not looking too bad on it. And, um, yeah, so we've got a few discussion points tonight. Chat, thank you for being here. As ever, we love our community and our community always seems to get involved. But tonight, um, very much worth getting involved again tonight in the chat. Let us know what you think. We might be darting around with our opinions and some of the, uh, discussion points rather than topics. And, uh, yeah, so let's get straight into it then. I mean, there's been a fair bit happening this week. Um, Pucks, let's go, let's go first to you, um. Anything of note this week that you want to kind of bring up and have a chat about?
1: On myself, uh, and obviously since then I've been playing it pretty much every day, every time that I could. Uh, I've been really enjoying it so far, and I know there's been some, uh, what's it like, articles and other things, like other press things out there that are all kind of throwing the argument of, you know. Has Elden Ring almost set a new president for open world games, um, which I know was an interesting topic. I know we was kind of talking just before we went live, um, which I find it interesting that, I mean, arguably yes, but I think a lot of people are talking there about like the user interface of things, aren't they? Such as like if you compare it to something like Assassin's Creed Valhalla or a lot of other stuff. Um, uh, so I've just seen in the chat uh bmg can't hear me can you guys hear me okay no,
0: it should be okay it should be okay now i think we couldn't hear the first four or five words that you said oh sorry okay i'll, I'll carry on then
1: yeah so the things like assassin's creed for example that will plaster um text and information and icons and stuff all over the screen but then Elden, Elden ring compared to all of the other titles that do that kind of thing don't do it um so from that perspective i would argue that well uh, breath of the Wild kind of did it first in my opinion Uh, i imagine there may be a few others out there from years ago perhaps that might have done it um but in terms of recent years breath of the world is kind of the first uh, first game that i remember that didn't really throw ui in your face um one of the interesting things as well which is a good thing for elden ring that because they've not done this is i've seen a few people or a number of different articles and stuff almost complaining that um oh I don't know where to go because I'm not given objective markers or I can't put icons on the map or no icons appear on the map unless I put them down myself and things like that and oh I don't know where to go and it's like well that's kind of the design choice isn't it that's Mm. the point of the game that you're meant to explore you're meant to find things out Um, and it's like about the world again this is kind of my first proper Souls game I know I said on the Sunday show that um, in kind of the hype of Elden Ring before I actually owned it um, I actually had Dark Souls 1 that I'd gotten with Games of Gold many years ago. And for the first time, I actually installed it and thought I'd give it a go. Uh, really enjoyed it. So that built up even more hype. But uh, Got the game as a, as a birthday mm. gift. And I've been really enjoying it. And even though, yes, it's difficult. And I did kind of struggle originally because I was approaching it wrong. I was kind of approaching it more like a hack and slash compared mm. to...
0: Me too. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah,
1: rather than being careful Um you, like a uh, i think my cousin actually said a really important thing how your stamina gauge i think luke's actually said it on sunday show as well how your stamina gauge itself is is a very delicate resource especially in mm. early game that you have to, you know mm. you have to manage it you have to be aware of it you have to be in constant uh con- oh, sorry be constantly aware of <laughs> how much stamina you have and i've We did some carp, actually, didn't we? Uh, We did last night and some other days. And if anyone hasn't done that yet, if you've got the game, I highly recommend it. If you have got a buddy, you can play with. It's a a faff, though.
0: It's a faff getting in and (laughs) out of games, isn't it? Why? Why have they made it? Yeah,
2: I discovered that with with Dark Souls as well. I don't know why they made it. So, I mean, Luke might have some insight into whether there's a specific. Yeah, go on, Luke. What's the history behind behind it? But I think it's an. I think it's an absolute pain in the bloody ass, and I wish they didn't do it. To To be honest. Don't know. Uh,
3: it's it's one of those. Um, it's it's one of those. Um, you know, weird idiosyncrasies that Dark Souls games have, or Souls games by From. Mm. It, it's 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 just it's like, you know, the world turning. It's always been that way, really. Yeah. So, um, it, and they've never changed it. Uh, I think part of it's probably rooted in they don't want to make anything easy in the game. So mm. you kind of have to go to effort to involve people. So I think that's part of it. Um, mm. and clearly it clearly is because the idea of collecting items to ha- carry out a multiplayer function is quite weird in a- in of itself. It's usually yeah. just there, right? Mm. So uh, yeah, but don't know, just always been like it. It's a it's a bit easier on Elden Ring, actually. Um, it's, not, um, it's still not like drop in, drop out by any stretch, but um, they have streamlined it a little bit, so... Yeah, yeah, I it does mean,
2: make the games easier, I guess, in Dark Souls yeah, case, at least. Definitely in does. I should say, I've not played Elden Ring. Um, but the first of all, it doesn't tell you how to bloody do it. Um, you've kind of got to figure it out. I had to use a guide, I had to look it up on the internet. And even then, it took me two or three guides to get one that that worked because some of them originally didn't mention that you needed to be embered. Um, and the kind of the way that I look at it is all they do it's kind of putting an additional barrier you know somebody who's struggling with the game can use co-op as a way to get through a game that may be Mm. too challenging for them kind of comes back maybe to the whole accessibility and difficulty argument for for those types of games that we don't have to go over that again but the fact of the matter is is if you don't have an ember the thing that gives you extra health, that would make the game easier for you to invite someone to co-op that if you need someone to, to help you through the game because you're struggling, you don't have those embers. It just makes the game even harder. If that makes sense, because the ember itself makes the game easier, but you need that for co-op and they're not an infinite resource. I don't think you can just go and grind them or just buy them. What you know. I think the shop's got like three that you can buy. Um, I don't know if that, that restocks at any point, um, but I know I bought one from the shop. Now there's not two and it's been two ever since I've only got like five left. Um, I had about 15, but then that Sylvan What's-His-Face from the last boss I really struggled with, um, he used about 10 embers because it took me that many uh, attempts to kill him. And that was even in co So, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I wish they made that bit a, a, little, a little easier because it just seems to be doing it for the sake of making it more difficult. Rather than rather than anything else
0: it's a, it's a strange thing because in Elden ring both players have to do something quite unique so the player that wants to join your game well first off you have to set up a sort of a server password and a group password and then the player that wants to join your world has to put a finger down and the person whose worlds that they're joining then has to cast some kind of talisman spell it's just Whoa, why can't I just invite it? Yeah, it's just weird. But To be honest, I've bought the game twice. So I'm not a Souls fan, right? And I've bought Elden Ring twice. And there's a story behind this. Um, And I think I've just seen BMG in the chat say pretty much the same thing, right? So I bought it, gave it probably an hour and a half and thought, what is this shit? What is this? I'm just, (laughs) what is this? Seriously. So I, I refunded it. I chopped it in. I got my money back. Refunded it. And then... I don't know. The next day, I was like, "Ah." Oh, uh, me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was too hasty with that. I called Puck, saying I've chopped it in. He's like, oh, "I've just bought it. We're going to play co-op." He's like, "Ah." Oh. So I bought Before it again. I got to you. again.
2: Yeah, well, I for bought it again. Times.
0: And um, I've I've fallen in love. I'm about level fifty-five now. Falling in love with it, to be honest, I managed to get over that kind of speed hump, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Wait, um, this
1: one for you then. What at what point did did you change your mind to the point you went from what is this shit to,
0: I mean, yes, you have to buy it again to to figure it out. You know what? Uh,
1: You absolutely love it. So what was the
0: turning point? It it was us playing co-op. At that point, it kind of started making sense that the game isn't unfair. It's just hard. I know that sounds stupid, and you know that before you pick up a Souls game, but they seem just ridiculously unfair at first. And then, like you say, it's a a learning process. And, you know, when you you go into battles a bit braver because there's two of you, um, you become it becomes a little bit more enjoyable, and then when you're flying mm. solo again, that you you kind of have the confidence to go into battles and kind of know how to kind of approach brand new enemies and things like that. So yeah, it's probably that to be honest.
1: No, no, fair enough.
0: What level are you on?
1: Uh, I think I'm currently twenty seven or twenty eight, okay. mm. and I've gotten to a point where obviously we played co op uh, the other day with our cousin as well, so it's three of us. I went through a couple of bosses in your world and then I then played it yesterday or the day before, the day after when we played it. And I actually managed to go back and do some of those bosses on my own.
0: Okay. That's just cool.
1: call it, do you remember the one is I think it's like Coastal Cave, there's like you fight two like mm-hmm. kind of big rat mm-hmm. things in one. But I I, I don't say I don't want to say I cheated because it's part of the game, but I, I did summon the kind of AI bot thing that it yeah, gives sure. you just before you go mm-hmm. in. But I also think because I remember when we did it, there was like those two bosses kind of come at you at once. So, that's obviously, that's where the challenge is. But I, I kind of lucked out, because not only... Because I did it my first try. Um, but not only did I have this quite strong AI bot with me, but I think the other boss, one of two, I think he got stuck down the back of the cave somewhere. So, it was basically a 2v1 fight with the boss. And as soon as we killed him, the other one kind of unglitched himself and started walking around. It was like, oh, okay, I'll just do the same thing again. And took him out. And it was, oh, this is happy days. This is
0: great. I killed a boss literally... glitched. <laughs> that's a good oh, feeling. Really? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I've, I've read a few stories of people that have beat bosses by basically pushing them off the edge of a, mm. a cliff and mm. they, that that's legitimate as far as i'm concerned if the if the your boss dies the boss dies yeah, you exactly. know, the game cheeses, yeah the game cheeses you as much as it can so you can exactly. cheese the game if, if you have the opportunity how far are you Luke?
3: um well i think i'm uh i think i'm about 16 hours or so in hmm. uh i have would love to have been a lot further than that, but haven't had the chance to. Um, and level-wise, I think I'm about level 28, maybe. Okay. Um, and I've just got past... Uh, so I've done the first two major bosses, the main story bosses. Uh, how about you? Have you have you done... Done the one in the castle, and the, the th- first one. The, the very first one, yeah. 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 So you've still got the... Second, I think I'm castle. coming up
0: to the second one. Yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah the, so, the enemies have done yeah. that step change, where they're much more difficult all of a sudden.
3: <clears throat> yeah, the, uh, the I mentioned the second one last week, who um took me way too many tries, uh, <laughs> but I did, I did beat him uh, eventually. Um, uh, was it yeah, just the boss then... was too
1: difficult, or was you under levelled for it? Do you think, or <laughs> they're the same thing, aren't they? Well, I don't know because if you're if you're high level, or at least from what I've learned, at least if you're high enough level, then you can take more hits. But then, mm. if you're if you're getting one shot, you're clearly too low level, right?
3: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I think um, uh, I'm just trying to think actually which which it was. I don't I don't know. I I wasn't under levelled. Um, he's just he's. You'll see when you get to him. He's. Um, uh, i think the thing in souls games which is very useful is um and the thing where you really improve on boss fights is just going in and watching a boss like just letting him kill you right you know and and um getting a feel for the moves and when you should dodge and all that sort of stuff With the second boss he's very hard to telegraph
2: okay. uh his
3: moves can be you can think he's about to strike and actually there's a slight delay it's very deliberate it's quite clever mm. Um, not when you're getting absolutely pummeled by him, but it is clever design, uh, that he's he's going around. And so I, I'd kind of, um, and he, he's got, uh, well, he's got two phases. Um, the first phase was pretty fine, and I wasn't having much difficulty with that. second phase, he was just kicking my ass. Like, I was just really struggling, could not, like, break the mental barrier um, until I changed my approach in terms of the type of weapon I was carrying, and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to get him this way. Um, just,
0: you you, know, you, um, you might have an incoming invite, Pucks, then when I get to that bit. <laughs>
3: yeah, um, I'll give it a go. Yeah. You'll see. He's, he's quite intimidating to look at as well. So you're kind of like, oh, you know, I'm in for a fight here. And then no, sure enough, he's, but, you know, yeah. yeah, he's 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 cool. He's a really cool boss. So I've done him. Uh, and then <clears throat> um, I'm into, and I mean, this this game is just, you, I mean, I won't spoil it, but you'll see when you uh, beat him and you move on. um just uh, it's massive this mm. game. I mean it's just absolutely enormous. I, I couldn't quite believe um you know the kind of scale of it. Um you know that 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 first area Limgrave is essentially like the first area of Breath of the Wild was that's, you know that that's, kind of
0: that's where I am I'm in Limgrave. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah Limgrave. Um yeah. it's it's kind of like that and then you realize it's a very small part of this very mm. very big world. Um and uh, yeah, so no spoilers. But,
0: uh... Uh, yeah, I've managed to make it to some other parts of the world and they're incredibly hostile, and all of a sudden, like I say, all of the enemies are much more difficult to beat. But uh, no, that's cool. Well, Elden Ring, you know, when I was flicking through my friends list, it seemed like 90% of people were on Elden Ring at the time. I appreciate it. it's not everyone's cup of tea, but, you know, I said that at the beginning, and I was wrong, to be honest. So here I am loving the game and um grateful I've bought it for a second time. Scott, you um you mentioned in the chat actually there's been some chat around and this is kind of came as a bit of a surprise to me around the uh, Xbox Game Studios um, number one publisher uh, last year I believe uh, as according yeah. to Metacritic that was quite something wasn't it is that uh, I mean was that things like Flight Sim pushed that through the roof and.
2: Yeah, I think um, the, actually, that was the, the year main before. contributors. Uh, mm. Yeah, uh, well, Flight Sim does actually technically contribute oh. to because the Xbox version was released this this year, which had its own uh, it's, its own game page in in Critics. So, mm. um, I mean, if you look at the games that they released this year, they all scored pretty highly. Um, I guess if uh, I'm not too sure, I don't think Death Loop was included because Bethesda was listed as number four. Thing. The interesting oh. thing is, Microsoft technically owned three of the top five publishers hmm. now because, um, I think it went Xbox, PlayStation, or Sony, Humble, and then Bethesda, and then Activision. Activision and Bethesda might be the, the, the other way around, so technically, Microsoft owned the top three publishers from from last year but um from xbox's perspective they had flights in for xbox mm. uh, forza horizon 5 which was the highest rated game of the year if i remember correctly halo infinite you know despite its problems it still scored high 80s mm. like 87 i think it averaged um psychonauts 2 um so they had overall a pretty good year but that doesn't really come as too much as a surprise in terms of the the quantity i think if you look at the statistics the standard thing is the quantity or distinct titles as it was listed where Microsoft was, I think, at like five or six distinct titles. Um, Sony in second place was maybe like 11 distinct titles. So obviously the volume of games that's being pumped out by Sony is significantly higher than Xbox. Yeah. I, but I think if I was to ask you guys, I don't think that would be much of a surprise. I think that's kind of I think where we've been at for the past couple of years where the, I don't necessarily think the quality is a concern These days, obviously, back in the day of Crackdown 3 and things like that, the the quality uh, was maybe a concern, Um, you know, Crackdown, Recall, things like that, games that were obviously half-baked and and didn't review particularly well. But their output from a first-party perspective, I think, recently has been pretty good, you know, if you look at Gears, Forza, Halo. Obviously, more recently, <laughs> in terms of how it's been updated, so your Thieves, Flight Sim, Age of Empires, uh, Psychonauts. Um, obviously, if you start counting the studios that they've acquired, Deathloop, et cetera, these games have all been scoring pretty high. I think mm. the issue that Microsoft has, which has been the same thing for bloody years, is quantity, is getting the volume out. I mean, we're in the part of the year now where we're thinking, right, when's Microsoft's next game going to be? They had Halo, and Starfield now they put- I mean, technically, it's probably Redfall, which was Redfall. due summer, but that's we've heard nothing of that. So mm. I think it's safe to say that's going to be delayed until the very least fall. So we're going to have gone pretty much the entire year mm. without seeing a first-party release. We'll get maybe Forza Motorsport. That's rumored to be released this year. Um, Redfall, if that doesn't get delayed in 2023, and then uh, I, I guess we're, we're expecting Starfield to actually hit its November release date. But that's it, and they've gone basically... I'm going to assume at least nine months of the year because I don't expect any of those three games to hit before October. Um, So we're going to go nine months of the year without it. And then we're going to get three probably pretty good games. I mean, Redfall, I'm a bit iffy on. Uh, I I, I like the look of it, but I'm not too sure whether it's going to score high. Um, I mean, how many of those types of games actually score really high, but you know, we've all got high hopes for Starfield, Fuzzle sport isn't likely to score really high. Just look at obviously uh, Gran Turismo 7 scores. You know, I would expect it being a similar ballpark there. So again the is there, but at this moment in time it's just volume, isn't and then you look if if you compare it to PlayStation's side, they've had Horizon, um Gran Turismo, uh, God of War likely this year. Last year they had I mean even even the less well received games like uh, destruction all stars um but Miles Morales um you know was that last year was that 2020 i guess that was 2020 i guess the output from sony at least seems to be um uh, just a lot better in terms of its quantity um but yeah I, I thought it was just an interesting topic because you know there is always that meme around xbox has no games or you know the the, the quality is not there and and i think this kind of at least goes to show up the quant the quality isn't necessarily the the issue
0: No, I mean, uh, if we're after quantity, we're looking at 2023 and beyond. I mean, I guess I'm surprised that Microsoft kind of picked up this accolade as soon as they have, to be honest, because it's kind of, like I say, 2023 and beyond, I think, where Microsoft are really going to start, or we we as gamers are going to start really seeing the benefit of some of the Microsoft... Purchases. What have we got coming in 20, 2023 just out of interest? Chaps, what's on the radar for 23 Microsoft Studios-wise? Uh, is anything confirmed? There's not many.
1: Do mean, we, know.
2: we know a lot of titles, but none of them have dates. Um, you know, We would maybe assume yeah. Hellblade's going to be 2023. Mm. Um, maybe evolved. Fable? Is Fable is at yeah. two? I think Fable's probably 24 personally. Uh, but, you know, but that has been in we...
0: works for a while. I'm thinking
1: next year for about
2: personally, but you Maybe. Yeah, mm. I, I think that that sounds sounds about about right. Um, yeah, but we don't we don't know an awful lot, I guess, do, do we? Um,
1: we never know. Uh, E3 might come around this year or whenever the show might be, and they might out of nowhere just shadow drop a load of stuff effectively. You know, like, oh, this is coming out October, November,
0: September. Well, there was a, there was reports that uh, Perfect Dark was a lot closer in production than people had perhaps first thought, which I thought... Ooh, hmm. I'm not convinced about that personally. Yeah. yeah,
2: but yeah bear I'm in not... mind, it wasn't that long ago they made the announcement about um, Crystal, Dynamics <laughs> Crystal Dynamics basically yeah. partnering mm. up. I think that's when that went into full production mm. at that point. So I'm thinking 2024 for Perfect Dark personally as You're well right. unless it's a smaller project um or mm. you know there's been rumors of being episodic in the past oh. I, I don't necessarily believe those but obviously if it is some uh episodic then um maybe that allows them to push something out a little a little sooner uh, but yeah we don't we don't have an awful lot for 2023 even on uh even if you look at the rest of i guess uh, if you look at playstation nintendo we don't know an awful lot for 2023 which oh. You know sounds far away, but it's you know it's, it's not well. Not I that guess far away really. At this point. I
0: guess we'll have Death Loop. No, that's this year actually, isn't it? Deathloop will be this yeah. year on on, on Xbox mm. and Ghostwire Tokyo next year on Xbox. Although that obviously that's coming to PlayStation this year.
2: Um, yeah, next week I think or two. I was going to say now. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, actually, just while we're just, there, go on, go Pax. I was just
1: I just in a comment from Anime, uh, anime Reser in the chat. I just said I think Xbox is massively trying to expand its back compat. So that could be the main reason, their main objective right now. But I mean, unless they've got an updated version of their back backwards compatibility program, as far as I was concerned, they've kind
0: of. I, I yeah, thought they did in the water, Yeah, they, they, they yeah, said they they'd did. gone as far with it as they could. I think, didn't they?
2: Yeah, they hmm. they wrapped it up. I mean, um, I can't remember when it was. It might have been last year. Now, late last year, um, they basically said, look, they basically hit the limits of um, essentially technical and the uh, legal um, hurdles. Uh, that, that basically can't can't be overcome so yeah I wouldn't really expect anything the only thing that maybe maybe if any of the legal hurdles were to do with activision games maybe once the acquisition's gone through maybe they can overcome some of those hurdles but I think yeah they're they're pretty much done and dusted on the on the backwards compatibility side of things
0: yeah, no, I think that's pretty much that. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo, obviously featured in the um, PlayStation State of Play um, yesterday. It was yesterday, wasn't it? Quacky, seems like ages ago. Um, the more I see of that game, the more I'm intrigued by it, to be honest. Uh, that For me, that was probably the, the, the best game on there that I was probably most excited for, if that makes sense. Um, I really like the look of that, and it's quite intriguing. I quite like the whole kind of finger thing, the, the magic and all of that kind of stuff. That looks really cool. Uh, I know you've mentioned that as well before in the past Luke, how uh, how it's kind of intriguing you and you're looking forward to it. Is that a day one for you, do you think? Uh
3: I I think so. Yeah. Um I, I think it looks uh really cool, really different, um, super creative, I think. That's what stands out about it. You know, very clear mm. uh very clear clear vision, uh very Japanese in a very positive way, you know, um both in terms of setting and style and atmosphere uh, as you say the combat looks really different mm. you know really unique i've not really seen that before uh and uh yeah it kind of it starts to look better and better the more they've shown of it and uh it looks like they're kind of doing a bit of the sort of thing they did in evil within two which was really cool which was um you kind of have this open environment and then it's almost like um it's almost like a theme park so there's like a you know, there's a main story route through it, but there are all these kind of side things you can go and do where they've you know, kind of curated some horror for it. And Evil Within did that and he did it so it's exceptionally well. You'd walk into mm. a random diner in the world and spark off a mini horror quest. It was really clever. Um so I think they're do- doing that here and I, I like the verticality as well that you can actually get mm, up yeah. on top of buildings and swing about yeah. and uh, yeah, it looks it looks super cool. I'm really, really interested. Um Also has ray tracing as well. Oh, yeah, saw that
2: that Uh, today actually, Um, which is which is interesting. But it is only thirty FPS, isn't it?
0: I was going to say at the expense of what not not from PC
2: maybe. Oh yeah, (laughs) PC master (laughs) Um, race. Yeah,
3: I think it is only. I think yeah, I think I think. I mean, probably multiple modes, but I think the ray tracing mode.
2: Yeah, I saw that on one of the digital foundry blocks um, earlier because they haven't actually. They've kind of. They didn't. Basically, announced it. It's not like they've kind of led with, you know, oh, we're going to have ray tracing in Yeah, no. Um, Which is a bit of a surprise because it is still kind of one of the big selling points of the consoles, or was one of the big selling points of the consoles. So I'm surprised that, you know, a game that, and especially an exclusive game, uh, uh, albeit timed, has it that they haven't really mentioned it
0: yeah what 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 else, what do we make of the rest of the state of play uh, i'm i'm not really keen on or i don't like the look of uh, forspoken that doesn't really grab me too much i don't know what you guys think i'll
1: be honest so I, I, I was out last night so i didn't actually catch it and i've not been able to catch up in terms of the general stuff that was shown i, was, I saw like a list of things and mm. the general you impression didn't was that... match. no you yeah didn't. exactly that was that was the impressions i heard it was a bit like Meh, whatever um oh but scott what was the um I know, sorry, I know you're about for spoken, but what was
2: that black <clears> and white <throat> kind of noir uh, game? Trek, Trek to Yomi. That Yomi really is good. it Trek to Yomi? Yeah, that, that was the, that was the highlight. Uh, but, it, yeah. um, but it's interesting that that is also a game that's coming to Xbox. A lot of the games that they showed last night are actually going to be on Xbox. That's actually also coming to Game Pass as oh, well, just wow. as a, oh, a heads-up okay. Um And it's, that's actually going to be one of the things that they show at the uh, ID at Xbox event that they, they announced today. But um, yeah, that, that was probably the highlight of the of the show for, for me as well, Pugs, just seeing that again. It kind of looks like a cross between um, Song of Iron, Sifu, and Ghost of Tsushima, in a yeah. way, I guess, if I was to maybe try to mash those three games together. Um, I think, um, yeah, it looks, looks really, really cool.
1: Right, in yeah. terms of your original stuff, Flapper better for spoken. Yeah, I can't answer that. I'm afraid I don't know what the other two think of it. But... Yeah,
0: Luke, what do you make of it?
3: Uh, I thought it looked better than the last time I saw it. Uh, it's um, it's a weird game to me because I think there's a lot of stuff. I, I look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, I quite like that. I think it visually, at least in this the this, this one, there was a showing before. Where it didn't look. It kind of looks a bit rough, but this showing uh, looked very nice visually. Uh, I really like the traversal. I really like the magic. Uh, I am not a big fan of dialogue or the voice mm. acting at all. Yeah, which is which is so it's kind of there's this weird counterbalance going on of I'm um, kind of looking forward to it and also very skeptical because mm. of that. Um, so I, I I think that's one more than any that I'll really have to look at reviews for to see how it comes across when you actually have the game and the full story and you know all that stuff. Um. So yeah, it looks it looks good, like it looks it looks nice. Uh, but I don't know how good the story is going to be. And that's quite an important thing that game. So um, yeah, so um, I mean, yeah, it was it was fine as a state, of, you know, a state of play. Um, it was better than some of the other ones that the, mm. they've been. There's no death loop, so that's good. Yeah.
0: Uh, I was a bit disappointed <laughs> after, after we didn't see. About... Bit disappointed we didn't see Stray. I thought we might have seen a little bit more of that, perhaps.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think. I mean, they were, you know, they said they were focusing on mostly Japanese publishers, mm-hmm. and they did, they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, there were there were little bits of other stuff. I was super happy about Returnal. Uh, obviously, oh yes, so I, thought I, you might I, be. I really didn't expect that. Yeah, really didn't co- expect that to, to be there. There's a co-op mode coming as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's a co-op mode, and then there's a, um, a, I think Ascension. which is basically mm-hmm. an, an unlimited uh, action mode with with new story stuff. so That's really cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and it's free update, so that's mm. really good. Um, uh, I was <laughs> the first game, which was Exo Primal, was a really interesting <laughs> one because I was sort of I I, I kind of um, had the same moment of excitement as other people, where you know I saw dinosaurs and then saw the redhead character. And mm. I was like, "Is this like a you know reboot of Dino Crisis?" And I was really excited about it. And then it became like a sort of anthem PVE game by Capcom. So uh, uh, it just didn't really do much for me. And it, it's yeah. kind of stupid in a, in a fun in a fun way, but um, I can't see myself
2: picking that up. Uh, we a played was it second to... extinction
0: did yeah.
2: we all play together once yeah. i think i think it was yeah. a... i yeah. kind of obviously got s- similar, similar yeah, again, vibes was about... that. it already I exists. yeah exactly yeah i think the problem with that type of game and i think back for blood um had this same issue as well as i was quite excited for back back for blood and i think it just died off really quickly because it needs to be bloody good it needs to be really good to to grab people especially with it being a co-op game because if you don't have yourself and three other people who are really into it then Mm -hmm. you're going to struggle i had that with back for blood where i was really looking forward to it i played through it once and that was it I didn't go back to try it on any of the higher difficulties because I couldn't, uh, well, I probably would have, but I had no one <laughs> basically that was really interesting yeah. anymore. It kind of came and went very quickly. I think Second Extinction had a similar thing, even though it was on Game Pass. It's still um, in preview, Second understand.
0: Extinction, I think, technically.
2: Well, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's kind of one of those things where it's got to have a really good hook. It's got to grab you, and if it doesn't, it just, as soon as you maybe played one or two levels, it it kind of feels like you played the entire game and it's, it's really easy to, to drop off. Um, I think they at least had the kind of like the big dinosaur boss fights, which maybe could, could be interesting. The mech element could make it interesting mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's not, you're not just a bloke with a gun. You're a mech with a gun, which, you know, maybe opens up some additional yeah. possibilities. Um, and it is just bloody ridiculous in a way that I think the other ones aren't as much, you know, like even just when it opened, I don't know what what you guys um, thought at the time, but when it said like the Dino forecast for today, and yeah. I was I kind of like was what, did, uh, the what forecast? Yeah. And then they basically, well, they're literally raining from the sky. So at least it had kind of a, a, a ridiculous element too that might make it interesting.
0: What was it called? Exo something, wasn't it?
2: Exo Exo Primal.
0: Exoprimal, that's it. Yeah, no, it didn't really yeah. set me on fire that one, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's not that's not a day oneer for me. In fact, Scott, I mean, <clears throat> obviously there was a state of play, and I think we're all of the opinion it was okay. I've seen a few polls online. Most people kind of give it a C, uh, of A, B, C, D, E, E, mm. and F. Most people went for a C. I think that probably feels a bit fair. Um, but there's also been lots of chat recently around um, perhaps Microsoft doing more sort of uh, Nintendo Direct type. Um, sort of show well I won't call them showcases um, sort of um, <clears throat> YouTube kind of videos and, and, and you know just sort of, yeah showcasing some games but not on a huge scale and stuff and I think you know lots of people have have, have been up for that I think little and often is probably the, the way to go but um, you mentioned today that actually um, there's a there's another Twitch idea Xbox happening um, which, which, yeah, I was left a little bit dismayed by, if I'm because I don't think the other two were particularly. Um, I'd like to
1: think they've taken a lot of the feedback to heart and hopefully well, it, just make it yeah, like but, an hour show. Yeah, but if they, they I'm
2: had... sure one, is sure two pucks. Uh, so no if you know, they'd taken, a third one.
0: if they'd taken the feedback, there wouldn't be a third one, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
2: think I think you're absolutely right. Unless there's, unless they contractually obligated with Twitch to maybe do a minimum number of shows mm. over over a course for a year over the yeah, course that could of be year. a thing. Couldn't and, it? and to and to be fair, you know, like with these types of events, it's easy for us to sit here and talk about, you know, it, it was this or that or boring or whatever. Um, but I mean, the metrics at least must give them some encouragement to continue doing it. You know, you don't know what the engagement's like for people outside of our... Uh, you know we often refer to our own little hardcore bubble that we've got where we're completely engaged in the in everything pretty much um and, but it's also like this is a twitch show um and i don't interact with twitch at all i don't particularly like twitch i will occasionally stream to it if anybody is into it um but i'm not someone that watches twitch because Twitch is obviously about the personalities and I couldn't care less about the personalities. I'm more about obviously wanting to see, see the game. And if you're not into Twitch streams and you're not into the personalities that come with it, then you're not going to be into this because that's kind of the hook. It's not just the games because I think the content is fine. The games are they've shown off some bloody good games at these things. I'm pretty sure we saw Death's Door for the first time during the original Idea of mm-hmm. Xbox stream. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have, um, just based on the promo image they've used, we're going to see some um, pretty cool games at this one. But the problem is, is you get those Twitch streamers and the personalities that, Come across as unbelievably fake.
0: Every game Um, they say, "I can't wait to play this," and you think that's bollocks. Yes, you can. Yeah, and it's and but it's
2: not like obviously if you've got hosts, like yes, you've got to show some interest and excitement in the game, but like there's got to be an element of I don't really know what the word is, but it it just it's just obviously fake bollocks. And and also there's too much of them, so you've got Mm. too much fake bollocks between Mm. the good stuff. Um, and I don't even if you remember me, and, me mean, uh, I can't remember if anybody else from here was on, but the very first one we streamed our lives, live reacted with Indie. Mm. Yes, Luke, were you on that one, man? Mm.
3: No, I, I no. wasn't. I wasn't, but I, can't I do not remember do who, who was
2: on it. And it was four um, bloody hours, four hours. Was you waiting for the whole thing as well? Yeah. For the, whole, <laughs> the whole bloody thing, Pox. Cause we were like, it's oh, gotta no. end soon. It's gotta end soon. And it just mm. went on and on. The second show was much shorter, but much shorter, it was still two, two and a half hours, if I remember right. Um, and there's just too much of the bullshit, essentially, that I'm not interested in. And I think that really detracts from what ultimately, if you just take what they showed in terms of games and trailers, could be a really cool indie showcase. Um, which, if anything, is even more disappointing for me because I, I think it does have the the content has potential, but just the entire presentation yeah. just detracts from that completely. It's a shame, think, isn't I
1: think, it? I just, yeah, I think one of the things you said that, yeah, that all the the fake bullshit that kind of went on in between about how being stunned about every little thing, and it was like some of, <laughs> I no disrespect to the developers of the of the games, I guess, but you know, some of them were quite small indie titles and nothing to be. Like, yeah, it's good for them and, you know, it could be a good game, but it's nothing to be like... Oh my god! I can't wait yeah. to play. You know, and some of the, some
0: of the devs yeah. were getting a good fifteen twenty minutes to explain some sort of minutiae part of their game, and it's like, oh, okay, we get the jump yeah. mechanic. Yeah, we get like repeating it like yeah, time yeah. and time again. Like yeah, we've heard it's, you say it's got fishing mechanics in five
1: yeah. different ways. Already. So is every other yeah. game on the planet. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's funny you say that flat because I think it was the first one. There was a soup game. I think there was a cooking game where you were making. I think you were just making different soups. I remember that had about a 15, 20 minute developer interview. And I'm not against these developers having their moment to shine and explain, uh, you know, explain, you know, about the game, talk about the game. They're obviously very passionate about it, but it just wrecked the person. Because if you weren't interested in that soup game, then yes. you switched off for for twenty minutes, and yeah. it would have been very easy for you just to switch off the stream entirely. <laughs> I would have switched off at that point if I wasn't live reacting with with Indy, you know. <laughs> um, so I think they could really address the format. But then again, like I say, you know, what what did the metrics say in terms of viewership and things like that? I'm a feeling
1: because surely a lot of people would have hung on in the hope that something good was going to come up afterwards. You don't you wait know I mean?
2: four hours for something like that. No.
1: Well, you uh, might... never know. Sometimes you get a teaser at the end, right? Yeah, so, but you watch it yeah. on catch-up, don't you? I mean, <laughs> yeah. You, that's you that's don't sit point. through it live. <laughs> I think the big problem as well, outside of, um, I was trying to say this a minute ago, actually, you know, yes, the, the kind of interview bits were just kind of fake bullshit. But I think it was the general interview style. It was like, yeah, you're picking these, in the Twitch universe, you're picking arguably popular streamers, whoever they are but then they have no interview practice from what I could tell when I watched bits of it. So it's like, yeah. you know, at least get someone... I mean, I appreciate a lot of people don't really conduct interviews often, right? I mean, we haven't really done it, so anyone, you know, give them a bit of benefit of the doubt, I guess. But it's like, well, if you know you're going to be doing this weeks in advance, at least have not only questions in mind, but practice, so like, do something.
2: <laughs> yeah, Just, it's a really good point, Pucks, because there was a couple of the interviews that were tall curling. Um, mm. the obviously, I'm not going to criticize anybody for being um, nervous, you know, or, or anything like mm. that, because I'd be shitting myself if I was, you know, interviewing a developer live. Um, but it was obvious from some of the interviews and some more than others that the person interviewing was completely unprepared and they hadn't done their research on either the game or the developer prior. And I can't remember who it was, but there was one particular interview that stood out where, like. I don't know if you remember this, but the guy basically said, "I could talk about this game all day," and then it was literally followed by about twenty seconds of silence because he couldn't <laughs> think of anything to say. Literally, after he said that, after he said that sentence, and you know, it just it really pointed to these are people who they, Twitch are using it to promote their streamers as much as they're trying to promote the games. In my opinion, so they'd put these people in front of it, um, and they obviously weren't maybe the best people or at the very least weren't as prepared as maybe you know uh, a, a maybe more professional presenter would would, would be. Um, you know you if you watch someone like um, Keeley or even just the Xbox streams you know like Paris um, and K2 they've regular had in there, you could tell there's an element of professionalism about them and they they've naturally prepared and that was completely lacking from from these from these events.
0: I think, I think if it's 45 minutes to an hour long with developer interviews that, rather than showing the whole 20-minute video reel that they captured with the dev, edit it down to three minutes of the, of the best part of that. And like you say, you know, the, the handoffs and the trade-offs between the hosts and the games and each other, if they can just tighten up on that, I think it would probably be an okay format. But <clears throat> like you say, it seems like we're getting the the director's cut um or just do it at the end like
1: show all the main stuff first and then have your interview session. yeah that's true for those <laughs> that are interested right
2: so yeah i, th- I think the, the concern with that is probably you lose viewership you know as soon as the main show ends people are going to going to drop off you, you kind of like you said pucks you kind of want to keep that carrot dangling might not be a big announcement mm. but it could be a trailer um but I, I think you know maybe going back to the state of play i think if anything you know, it was inoffensive at worst, mm. <laughs> you know, it was literally 20 minutes of your time. I couldn't even finish a coffee in the time it took yeah. me to, to watch that show. So even if there was nothing at all that <clears> interested <throat> you, um, it didn't overstay its welcome. It didn't um take up too much of your time. And, you know, you look back and if you had one, even one thing in that 20 minute show that you were even remotely interested in, I think that's fine. You know, there was a couple of things in there that I think they showed that look. Good, you know, I didn't particularly like the Square Enix stuff that they showed. Uh, I didn't particularly um like the look of uh, a few things in there, but Tractor Yomi, um I thought looked really good. um The uh, Forspoken, I've been critical of that in the past, but I thought that was easily the best showing it's had so far. But I've obviously got the same reservations as, as Luke. Uh, I've not played Returnal, but I know I knew instantly that people who played Returnal like Luke are going to have loved that that particular update. Um, so even just those three things alone in a 20 minute show, I think, yeah, it didn't overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, that's the kind of thing I would like to see Xbox do is get rid of these really long shows. If you remember the inside Xbox shows that they did on a monthly basis, that were basically just like, it was essentially QVC for Xbox, um, but they were like an hour and a half long. Um, but then you get these Nintendo Direct these state plays that are 20, 30 minutes long and like I say at worst, they're inoffensive. Uh, at best, they've got something really exciting for somebody, and you get a lot. You get a lot out of it. So, well,
0: the other thing is the production quality is off the scale, isn't it? You know, it's it's up to eleven on the state of play stuff. So, like you say, you know, if you come away from a state of play feeling disappointed all that's happened is it's not met your expectations. It's not necessarily that it's bad. It just hasn't met your expectations, if that makes sense. And, you know, there are people out there that would absolutely have probably loved yesterday's State of Play because of the games that were that they're hyped for and stuff. So, um, But mm-hmm. like you say, with the Xbox One, it's just there's very little to find praise on. So we've got an E3 coming up with Xbox, haven't we? So do you think they might move to the sort of the, <clears throat> the shorter Nintendo Direct type um, <clears throat> presentations going forwards? I'd like to think so.
1: Is that really Xbox's style, though? It's kind of my first thought. I mean, they quite of like doing the big presentations. They like doing the
0: big things, don't they? Mm. I mean,
1: bear in mind, it's not just Xbox. They've also got the whole banner of Microsoft behind them, which I imagine do massive
0: presentations all the time. So, Well, to be honest, they've got so, I many, know, bloody, they've got so many bloody game studios now. So they, if they don't do little and often, it's going to be a two-hour show. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I suppose the other argument is that you're not going to be releasing games from all publishers all in one hit, are you? They're going to be coming out at different times or the schedules will be
0: no, but misaligned you,
1: almost on purpose.
0: No, you're right. But one thing that's become obvious, even since the beginning of this podcast, is that we're a little bit flaky on what the roadmap is for the rest of this year in 2023. So I think they're going to spend some time and effort filling those blanks in. And I'd like to think they're going to do that in little and often chunks rather than a huge blowout two and a half hour show. I think whatever. it's what...
1: Was it last year when yeah. we had, was it like an April show or something that we had? So maybe mm. there's something coming next month, perhaps. Yeah. Sorry, Luke.
3: No, yeah, I was going to say as well, I think, um, you know, and, and Sony did this last year. I, I can't remember when they had their big, was it September? I think it was September they had their big yeah. showcase. Something That's like right, that. yeah. And, um, you know, at, at that point, apart from Deathloop, they didn't have, you know, first party-wise, I mean, there was certainly big, third party games coming out but first party wise they didn't really have anything uh until you know uh last month basically with with horizon and then and then gt7 but what that showcase does is it gets you excited to own a playstation and right now i think if you have an xbox and i'm not saying you should be excited because you have an xbox but not only do you are you like well there's a huge gap of you know x amount of months before something comes along to you know uh, in, in exclusive terms, like a big first party game. But Microsoft aren't even showing you the, what you know, the future, you know, they're not even getting you excited in that sense. And I think that's why they should probably change their approach and not just do these, you know, one big yearly show kind of summertime. They need to actually be like, okay, you know, we know you've got a bit of a wait, but look, look, all that's coming. You know, Sony did that last year where they were like in September, they were like, look, we've got, Wolverine, Spider Man Two, you yeah, know, Horizons yeah. Coming yeah, yeah. thingy, God of War, and you're just like, oh wow, like okay, yeah. I can grin and bear this for a bit because I'm look at all this stuff I'm getting in the next year and a half. So I think Microsoft just needs to, to do that basically, just be like have maybe two or three showcases across the year, like Nintendo do. I don't think they need to go to the state of a play state of play approach because I think mean, that's almost. Sometimes I feel that's too much, and that they're too inconsequential. The state of plays, so like you, mm. you get an update mm. like the one yesterday. I, does that really need to be a separate state of play? Probably not.
0: Mm.
3: You could probably dole that out through trailers or in a yeah, larger showcase. True. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> so I, think, uh, I think I think Nintendo I think, have the right approach.
0: I think Game Pass as well will help Microsoft bridge that gap because I think if they can get some day one or day and date releases onto Game Pass, or even some big games coming to Game Pass, that will help. Fill the gap until some of their big first party titles hit, but but even like you were saying, we we don't even know what and when they're coming. I've got to be honest. Guardians of the Galaxy drop in. I think it dropped today. Actually, kind of came out yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't know it was coming until a couple of weeks ago. They they should have been hyping that. I think to be honest. I mean, I know they probably don't want to dent the sales uh, on their storefront if they can help it. But hmm.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think i on the. Uh, uh, Luca, I'd be curious to get your your opinion This just, just gone back to the point you made about the, the PlayStation so- Showcase. I think Xbox, they they did something that I think prevented them from doing exactly what you said, which was they got out the gate and they were almost forced to, but they came out and announced a lot of games very early um, when they announced Fable, Avowed, Perfect Dark, etc., And I think because they came out, and I don't have any issue with with, um, developers announcing games earlier, I think I should probably say, but I think what that then forced Microsoft to do is basically go silent because you can't show Fable, Perfect, Dark, or Avowed or anything like that, again, in my opinion, until you've got something to show. So these are games that are coming out 2023 or beyond. Realistically, we're probably not going to see those games until later this year or maybe next year. In in a lot of cases, um, with Sony, what they had is almost the element of surprise. Like even though people were pretty much expecting uh, Spider Man Two, it was still almost a surprise to see Spider Man Two. Wolverine was obviously an even bigger surprise. Um, but Sony are able to were able to hold off on those announcements. They didn't have to announce them last year. Well, I guess it technically was last year. Sorry, the year before because They've they've had a steadier stream of content to keep their customers happy. Where Xbox have been under so much pressure um, to deliver more and better first party content to the point where they've gone and they've spent tens of billions of dollars on on studios, but they're still going to take a number of years to get those those projects to a point where you know they're actually releasing on Xbox. Um, so they've had to kind of get out there early to say, look, something is coming when i think in an idea world if they had more content around the time that they announced fable avowed and perfect art they wouldn't have announced those they would have held them off till maybe this year and that would have maybe had a similar effect to what spider-man 2 and wolverine had and i kind of think now we know so much about their portfolio um obviously there's still a lot we don't know um but they've kind of got to be quiet until they've got like gameplay at I, th- I think yeah. that's uh, that, that that that's kind of how how I look at it at the moment.
0: Well, we didn't see Hellblade two for two years, did we? No, no. Two, I think it was two years. We we've, yeah, we've yeah. just seen it at the at the previous games yeah. awards, and it was in twenty nineteen when they revealed the series yeah. X. So that's a long time to but wait, isn't it? That, for that's another
2: example. Flat, yeah. you know, that's a game where they yeah. announced it 2019. Well, we're now we did, I mean, we did have the videos
0: of Iceland in the meantime, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that was that was a mm. wonderful, yeah. wonderful thanks for that. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that, that, that that's the a good gap. point,
2: but that <laughs> that's kind of part of the issue, you know. If if they had content in 2019 for Xbox that was coming out in the first year of the series consoles, they probably wouldn't have had to show Hellblade yeah. 2 as early as they did, and then we could have had that massive reveal this year for the game coming out okay. next year but they had to get out out in front and say look we've got look at all this stuff we've got in development look at it, it we've got loads but then they can't they can only really do that once you can't then just show another i mean they could i'd rather i hope they don't but they can't show another CG trailer of Fable, I don't think, or Perfect Dark. I think if you do that, you're just going to piss people off. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, you know, that's that's, that's a fair point. Them,
0: more. So, so if they're a little way off, you're you're saying that is we're not going to see them until they've got some actually sort of at least in-engine footage, then.
2: Yeah, I th- I think so. I mean, they I mean, Microsoft yeah. have been fond of a CG trailer, haven't they? Let's let's not <laughs> pretend they aren't. But I think in an ideal world, you make the announcement with a CG trailer. I've got no issues. With it. I know people have issues with that. I've got no issues with that. Um, but then, you if that's how you plan on announcing a game, um, I, I really don't think you can show that game again until you've got something really substantial to show, uh, and it, it must include gameplay um so i think that's why hellblade kind of worked because we saw the the, the in engine uh mm. as they described it at the time the the original reveal and then it was gameplay footage when, when we last saw it i think the same thing would have to apply to fable and perfect art i don't think they can come out with mm. just another cg trailer for fable i think you've got to show exactly what it looks like how it plays and the same with perfect art because i don't think it adds to anything i think all it does is um, if you do go for the route where you go for another CG trailer, I think that just maybe adds to the frustration of of people, which takes away from the excitement a little bit. I think.
0: Well, we've only seen CG of Starfield, unless I'm mistaken. No, so yeah,
2: you're right. Very
3: brief in-engine, yeah, yeah. clip.
0: So you'd like to think yeah. they've got something they could show, kind of now, wouldn't you? For for at least Starfield.
3: I think I think they do, but I think. Uh, BGS, just uh, Todd Howard, I think he said before that, you know, they they kind of like to drop them like Apple products now, where they're, you know, he's <clears throat> a massive blowout. By the way, it's out in two months, three months, um, mm. rather than doling out, you know, a little gameplay demonstration here or a trailer there. So, I mean, come summer, you'll have, you know, probably 10, 15 minutes of Starfield alone in the
2: yeah. uh, showcase, yeah.
3: I think. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's a really good point scott uh, and I, I think it is fair i mean if you look at um i think there's no doubt um at, at least from a software perspective i think sony came into this generation much more well prepared because mm-hmm. if you look at the release schedule you know they back ended the ps4 gen with ghost of tsushima and last of us part two they went straight into ps5 with you know demon souls mars morales Sackboy. you know there's very much as well yeah, then a yeah. couple of months after Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, then you had a bit of a lull. Uh, but then, not too long, Deathloop, and then right into Horizon, you know, yeah. GT Seven, all that stuff. Whereas Microsoft really just had a bit of a torrid time of it. You know, obviously, Halo was meant to be the the big thing, and I, I think that that really did mess them up in other ways. Which was not just that they didn't have a game, a big game to launch a console with, but also that, as you say, it kind of pushed them into maybe saying don't worry, you know, you should go out and get a console or get game pass Mm -hmm. because look, we've got all this stuff. Mm. We're not ready to really show any of it, but, but it's coming. So yeah, I think that's a good point. Maybe they will, once they get into that cadence of releasing stuff, they'll start to change their approach and how they're reviewing stuff. To be honest, I mean, (laughs) as Xbox gamers,
0: we're not really used to these long, quiet spills anymore, are we? I mean, we have had quite a lot of big blowouts and lots of stuff to talk about. Um, but we we haven't really had anything since Christmas, which is quite unusual for Microsoft to be honest. I'm wondering if its all many of them
1: to I mean yeah I mean as I think as Luke kind of briefly mentioned right during the whole ps4 era, Xbox arguably was obviously on a massive back foot really struggling to gain back that momentum. so I, in a way you could probably say that when you know when the series X and that launched. They had to go big and showing all of this stuff coming out, as Luke already kind of mentioned, ahead of time to to kind of try to build that hype. And not only have we got this new console that it can do all of this stuff, and we've taken out all the old shit that we mentioned from the last one, doesn't do any of that anymore. It's just a hardcore machine to play games, to enjoy that content. Oh, and by the way, not only is it all gonna be coming to Game Pass, but here's all the stuff. And I think now they've kind of started to really build that momentum over the last two years. It's as you say, it's now gotten to a point where you know, are they maybe sitting there thinking, oh, have we announced things a bit too early or not? Or as Luke, uh, sorry, as Scott was saying a minute ago, but things like Fable. Yeah, it's great to see a teaser trailer, but then it's been so long since we've last probably seen anything to the point where it's, should they have maybe waited a bit longer? So you have maybe have a tiny bit of gameplay as well, perhaps, or I don't know. But, you know, it's almost not yeah. as it backfired, because it's probably, because it arguably it hasn't backfired because it's, you know, they're making really good uh, momentum with with their systems, you know, and the Series S is doing really well as well. But then,
0: you know... I think they wanted to beat PlayStation out the gate or at least kind of match them toe for toe. Uh, And and without what they did, I think they wouldn't have had much to have done, to be honest. Um,
2: I think it's a little bit of a case of you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, I think because they were on the back foot, if they didn't do what they did, then that narrative of Xbox has no games would have continued. Um, You know, they, they got out and in front of that and announce these games early, show, sure, look, we look at our essentially our, our first party pipeline now, look at how great it is, look at these titles. Um, but then the consequence of that is right now, it's kind of like, well, you showed them where the bloody hell are, other, are, are, are the games. Um, so I, I think because of the position that they're in, they couldn't win, um, so to speak. Um, obviously, uh, I think they made the right call in announcing them uh, early. um because I think it was important yeah. that they improved the narrative around the, I guess the the first party output from from Xbox, um, and I think Luke made a really good point. Is once they get into a, a regular cadence of releasing these games, they won't have to do that anymore. They can probably no, save things for six true. or eight or maybe just yeah. twelve months before. Um, but it's just it's taken them a number of years to get to that point because. You know, game development takes what four, five years, sometimes six years or, or longer in some cases. So, you know, the, the the studios that they purchased back in was it twenty seventeen? Was it twenty eighteen when they when they announced like um, Playground and games uh, and, and yeah, studios it was 2018. like that? Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're still only four years out, uh, and we've mm. had a pandemic in that mm. time, and those studios were had a prior commitments um, that that they had to. Um, get games out even someone like um uh in exile i think they were still in the middle of developing wasteland which i know people really liked especially fans of that franchise but until we see the next thing from in exile is going to be uh, maybe another year or two because they still had to get their commitments out the way and then they could start on something new so it was always going to take time and then yeah i guess these announcements and then game pass was essentially plugging that gap i think you know the the third party content they bring do you think?
0: Do you think there might not be a surprise uh, first party drop this year of a game that we haven't even heard of yet? Is that something they might have kept in their back pocket? Do you think?
1: I think I'd like to think that there's I going mean, to be some things in the back uh, pocket, right?
0: Uh, yeah, not a big game, but a game.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, ben, I mean, Banjo is remake. Keeps
1: doing the I rounds, doesn't
0: it?
2: Mm. Yeah, I think I'm with 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 th- Luke on that one.
3: I think it's, you know, in terms of. You know that we don't know anything or couldn't possibly predict you know because motorsport would be something that you know uh, would be a really big drop but kind of everybody's on you know kind of twig to it and thinking that that's a possibility so uh i don't i don't i don't think there'd be anything first party that will drop yeah that. oh god
2: was that coming and- from and they have obviously already announced Motorsport. Um so yeah. it wouldn't yeah. even be yeah, brand yeah. brand new or anything. Um uh, if you listen to people like um Jez Gordon um and things like that, I think there may be some smaller projects like um I think Josh Josh Sawyer's project at Obsidian. Is it Obsidian he's at? Yeah. yeah. Um which is um I think it's that, oh, what type of game did he describe it as like um Disco Elysium, I think it was yeah, it's like as. a
3: detective thing yeah is, um, yeah is that is it so, belfry or is that a different project? no i don't, don't I think, think it's belfry
2: yeah um yeah but, but i know which
3: one you're talking about
2: yeah there's maybe yeah. a smaller project that like that that we'll see um released you know i kind of get like grounded vibes you yeah. know based on absolutely nothing but a smaller project from a smaller team within one of these studios <laughs> that will be announced and released within a couple of months i think that that's possible flat but you know nothing on the level of Starfield, or, you know, it's not like we're going to get a Gear 6 trailer this summer and no, that's out, you know, no. this, this fall or anything like <laughs> and
0: that. And like I said, you know, perhaps Game Pass is there out for this, you know, if they can get some day and date titles into, into Game Pass, they don't necessarily need to drop first-party studios on us, you know, if they can keep the Xbox... And Game Pass Community happy by dropping some some fairly big titles, particularly day and date. That, that will tide us over, I guess. I don't know what titles they could possibly drop. But um, having said that, we had Guardians of the Galaxy drop today, which is quite a big title. I mean, it's not brand new by any stretch, but it's a bloody good game. So if you haven't played it, chat, um, <clears throat> or anyone listening, now's the chance to jump in. Because I think you'll be surprised by how good that game is. It's kind of a linear yeah. game. Um but but it's um but it's be- all the better for it. It's very focused and uh, it's got a great story and the characters. It takes a little while to get used to the the redesign kind of characters, but once you do, you, you're straight into the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of vibe, and it's uh, it's really cool. And we've got Shredders coming next uh, next Thursday, I believe, Scott. I know you're quite excited yeah. for that.
2: Yeah, really, really excited. I'm. I was a big um, 1080 snowboarding mm-hmm. fan, SSX fan. For those who played any of the. Uh, the XSN games on the original Xbox, the Xbox Sports Network, I think it was called. They had it Amped um, yeah. alongside Lynx, the golf game, and Top Spin. What was it Top Spin? I think the the, the tennis game, that's part of that. Um, the, I, I love those games. So Shredders has um, a little bit of an Amped vibe to it. Um, that's been so, on your radar yeah, really for a while as well, isn't side. it? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it might be one of those ones that was announced at an ID at Xbox Showcase, um, if I, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. like I say, the content is there, it's just not the format. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, and it just looked, um, really good for obviously if you're a fan of snowboarding games, it, it looks, um, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good one, obviously, an independent game as well. Um, day one in Game Pass. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to, to that. Not, not too long now.
0: What else have we got coming to Game Pass? I'm just Googling it. Uh, it's not it's not coming to Game Pass, but another game which is
1: coming out next week Wednesday on the sixteenth is Tunic. That is finally oh, being released.
0: Wow, I didn't realise that was this close. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, fantastic. 16th
0: of March. Next so week Wednesday. I played the the beta and was a little bit underwhelmed. I think that's the right word. I didn't <laughs> I didn't dislike it, just a bit underwhelmed. Mm. But you know, it's a beta and perhaps the, the main game's got a little bit more to it, um, upgrade paths wise and stuff. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that you know, seemed like a very small snapshot of what you could do, I think. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, what, perhaps what being bit, will get, yeah. Perhaps I'm being a bit unfair. I didn't realise it but was you never know. It could, it, it could suck. Mm. <laughs> we don't know.
2: Yeah, I think um, I was really looking forward to that. I think, Luke, was it you who originally said you played the demo and you weren't overly keen on it, which kind of um, maybe dampened my expectations uh, a little bit?
3: Is this Tunic? Yeah. Yeah, uh yeah, I yeah, so I did I did play the demo. Um I, uh it's fine. Like I <laughs> I don't really know how to describe it. Like um you <laughs> know not enjoyable, located. but yeah, it it's nothing like I think it's got a lot of hype because of the way it looks. It's obviously harkens back to classic kind of um 2D isometric games, excuse me. Um
0: it's a very pretty looking game.
3: Yeah, very pretty looking. Um, obviously made by like one guy or two mm. guys now, mm. just or maybe just one. Um, but it's it's nothing. I, I think it'll just be a nice, enjoyable game. The demo didn't really; it wasn't memorable, you know. Yeah. It, mm. So much as oh, that was pleasant.
2: Yeah, I think um we'll we'll probably see more uh, Game Pass announcements tend to be not that far in advance. I think yeah. Um, you know, particularly for day day one games. Um, but, you know, we do know of a few games coming out this this year. I mean, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, we spoke about earlier in the short track to Yomi. Um, that was mm-hmm. in the PlayStation Showcase. That's coming to Game Pass. Um, Somerville, which is kind of both mine and Luke's one, one of our most anticipated that's, games. You know what? Uh,
0: uh, that's quite a thing, isn't it? A game appears in the PlayStation, Sony state of play, and yet it's coming to Game Pass day one
2: yeah um i mean a lot of the games that sony showed were multi-platform um mm. weren't they you know pretty much you know exo primal um uh what were the other games you know the gundam game uh yeah. track to yomi things like that they, they, a lot of them were coming to, to to xbox as well um but yeah i, I did find it interesting to see that that showcased on there but i think sony and devolver have got a decent relationship. As um, in fact, Sony even own a small percentage of devolver. Yes, not that that yes. necessarily would impact it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not that much of a surprise because obviously it's in no way exclusive to to Xbox. It just happens to be coming to, to, to their platform. You know, Microsoft did showcase, um, not well, not showcasing an event like that, but they did do some uh, promo work with Samurai Warriors 3. Uh, is it Samurai Warriors 3? Um, no, it's not Samurai Warrior, or is it? Um, the game that's coming to PlayStation Now Day 1, Anymore, uh, oh, can uh, see? is it oh. Sh- Sh- Shadow, Shadow Warrior. Warrior? Shadow Warrior, I was close, I was, I was referee, close, yeah. so yeah, Microsoft still did some, um, you know, social work and stuff on their YouTube for that, and that's going to pay us now day, day okay. one, so I don't necessarily think that would impact it. I think the biggest game that's probably coming that we know of at the moment is probably Plague Tale Requiem, um, mm. providing that does hit this year. I think that's mm. probably the biggest game, third party wise, that's coming to, to Game Pass that, that, that we know of. At the moment, but there's still a lot, a lot of good games, but they're mainly on the indie side, like um, Luke River, Replaced, etc. These are games that i really look forward to that will be hitting Game Pass, but they're, they're obviously a little bit on the smaller side, I guess.
0: Hmm. I really enjoyed Plague Tale, the first one.
2: Still, still not it, played it.
0: Haven't you? Look, I never got, never got oh. around to it. What did you make of it, Luke? I'm intrigued. Yes. Yeah, no, I really liked it. Oh,
3: yeah. good, yeah, Very good. Very
0: uh, good. Uh, it took me a long time to to even you know press the start button. I, I knew about it and it it looked all right, I suppose. And um, I played it for a bit and it's like, oh my god, this is a really good game. I really enjoyed it. Quite like the combat mechanics and it's a yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the second one, so that'll be pretty cool.
1: I haven't finished it, but I'm in the same boat as you. It was like um, I think it was when I first start, when I first got Game Pass on PC, just not long after I built my current machine, and it was like. Oh, cool! Let me just try some of these ones. And as you say, that was one of those ones where I kind of tried it because it looked alright, and then actually this plays really good. It
0: feels really good, you
1: mm. know. Mm. But then other things came along and I didn't finish it. But I, I, I think
0: it. I think something must have released at a similar time to that that was probably taking people's attention. I, I can't quite remember the time periods and, and what had happened around then, but I know it, it. I know it kind of had a bit of a second kind of wind, didn't it, with people getting into it. Was you was you into it on day one, Luke, or did you come to it a bit later?
3: Uh, no, I played on. Uh, I played it on day one. You did. Oh, uh, yeah. I was. Mm. I think I can't remember if there was anything that launched. Uh, I'm just trying to think because I th- I think something may have launched nearby it mm. that took um, some uh, time away from it. But I think more than anything, actually, it, it was because the Sobo weren't. actually, Like super well known, and it was their first kind of bigger budget, double A style adventure game. So they didn't have a lot of marketing either. Mm. Um, And then I think Game Pass actually really helped it uh, get a bit more of a following, Mm.
0: isn't it? Isn't it amazing that a Sobo that made Plague Tale also made Flight Simulator? That's quite a thing, isn't it? Yeah, surely.
2: Yeah, very very talented bunch. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and you know they've obviously got quite a big studio. I don't know how big they are, but obviously if they're working on the the Plague Tale kind of sequel and still, you know, supporting Flight Sim. And imagine the amount of time, effort and hours that went into Flight Sim. Hmm. Interesting. Um, What other topics have we got on the board for tonight? Uh, uh, Scott, uh, yeah, you actually raised this one. Um, Gran Turismo 7, microtransactions. I don't... I've, I've heard mm-hmm. some rumblings. Yeah. I don't really know much about this one. Is this Is this a pay-to-win type thing or...?
2: It's 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 interesting um, because the uh, a couple of things I think the the first thing and um, probably the the maybe the most shady element of it I guess is the fact that they had them completely disabled during the re- review period and they didn't enable microtransactions. Right. It, it was obviously they were in the game. I should probably. Make clear, but you know, pricing and things like that wasn't uh, actually opened up until uh, the game was released. So reviewers had no idea how how much uh, ga- games would cost, um, uh, and essentially the the cars are extortionately priced. Um, you, it's probably also worth sort of clearly stating that the you can grind this currency, so it's not currency that you can only buy, but you can kind of top up by purchasing it. Um, but when compared to something like GT Sport, essentially the pricing. Was like quadrupled, if not more, in terms of how much it actually costs. Where one car that maybe cost uh, maybe six dollars or something on GT Sport actually now costs forty dollars in 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 GT Seven. Like or zero a significant price. Yeah, yeah, forty. Holy shit! And um, this is for a seventy-dollar game. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot a lot Bloody of it hell. came from. Where people are like, look, I mean, Ouch. people don't necessarily have any issues with microtransaction so to speak but it's just kind of the the bump up in price uh and just yeah the i mean that, I mean, that the, kind of price is a proper kick in the bollocks isn't it oh. just to be you'd, you'd need it. to really
0: like that car to drop 40 bucks on it wouldn't you holy moly yeah, yeah.
2: and I, I think you know speaking to some gt fans i haven't played gran turismo since the ps2 so it's been been a while <laughs> wow. um I'm not that big a fan of sim races to to be perfectly honest. But speaking to some people who are fans, you know, they, they said like the grind is part of the game, it's kind of part of the um the experience. Um so it's but at the same time, you know, this is a game that you're spending seventy dollars on, you know, it's full price and yet still So you know, this you, is interesting. So
0: Yeah, well, I mean Forza Motorsport 7 could in could obviously adopt a similar approach. Um but I guess the thing with that is if you've got Game Pass, you're you technically you're getting it for free, so you might be mm. a little bit more willing to part with some hard-earned cash, I guess. But for, for GT7 to do that, that's quite a big ask, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but I, I'm not too sure whether Forza Motorsport would actually have it. I don't think Forza Motorsport 7 had any. I think, if I remember correctly, they would go and add something in, but they got a lot of backlash, so they didn't end up going going through with it. And then if you look at Horizon... They sell the car packs, but not mm, currency. If yeah. that makes sense, and I was mm. both those games are cheaper, so from from the outset and their in game pass, as you say, so um, mm. it, it is it is interesting. I think the the conversation around it's kind of died down a bit since, and I think you know people have maybe you know settled where they're just kind of grumbling a bit about it because it it, it is kind of one of those things where it's optional. You know, it's it's not necessarily pay to win, but I guess you know theoretically you could spend forty quid on the best. Red car, and then maybe theoretically take that into an online race. Obviously, you'd be in the similar class uh, as other people, so it's not you know fully paid to win, but there just is an element of um, I don't know, just I you, think though, the it, price of the game and I think it, it feels underhand, doesn't it?
0: It's the yeah. point that it exists in the first
1: place, though. I think it's the problem, isn't it? Is the fact why should it be that much again? Not to go back, to, I know it's a different type of game, and we've really kind of covered it, but I've seen some um, some articles talking about Elden Ring actually but about the fact that it doesn't have any microtransactions at all. Not that the kind of game could maybe, well, I'm sure you could facilitate it in some way, but it doesn't have anything like that. You have to grind and earn it all in-game, and it's the only way to do it. I think a lot of people have actually, from what I've read, have really appreciated that in a game. Like, oh, I don't have to spend real-world money to potentially cheat the game, and it's Mm -hmm. not even an option. And most people, kind of in a way, I think you almost get the old-school feeling of you actually have to work for it and earn it. And I think even though, as you say, Scott, like yes, you could grind the game to unlock the cars and the hardcore fans say that's part of the game, then okay, sure. But the fact that it's that or pay money, I don't know. It just it just feels like a cheap, cheap yeah, money making I, I, I know, know a lot know of games have done mean.
2: it, but it is kind of one of those things where um you know somebody, you know, and, and even we find ourselves in this situation, you know, where life gets in the way, you know, we yeah. we talk about that, you know, just trying, trying to try and do this show. Um if you're adult full-time job with kids and things like that you might not have the time you, you you just might want to bloody sit down and and drive that bugatti and but no 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 because you've either got to grind the <laughs> 20 hours yeah, to get I'll enough get credits that. or you've got you've got to stump up the 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 cash and i, I think the biggest thing is probably just the bump because like i say these games were relatively inexpensive i mean there was you know five or six dollars for a car still a lot but at the same time you know if you just really really bloody want that car 5 or 6 dollars is fine um but then if you bump that up four or five times then you know it just yeah uh, you you wouldn't do it and then you then force to the grind or i guess the other side of the coin again, so. though i mean
1: rather than having could you say that oh i want to get home from work and i i get that i do agree but they are, at the same time though go back 10 years the previous gen when you know all you did was pay for DLC and nothing more. But but you know why couldn't they just have a, a mode where you could just play of all the cars anyway? And if if the main game is going through the going through the career mm-hmm. modes, I believe it is in Gran Turismo, then then just do that. I mean, why force someone's hand to part with some money in the you know knowing that there's going to be a load of people out there that want to get home from work and just you know have fun with their driving simulator or something? When oh yeah. no, sorry, you have for... to part with some money if you want to do it the cheap way. It's like just give me the damn car pay for the game yeah
2: yeah i mean it's it's a it's it's a, it's a valid point I, I can understand why you would lock like cars behind the content oh sorry behind some sort of wall not necessarily yeah, a paywall sure. because you know you want people yeah, to to kind of constantly feel that they're progressing yeah and unlocking new things as they as they play the game you know they don't want this game to be a one and done in the weekend they kind of want people to mm. play this over months and if not years um but there just seems to be a better way surely there's there's a better way of 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 doing it um yeah because i'd be pissed if i just paid 70 bucks and then you know had to grind for hours and hours and i think the main concern is you know that's an economy you know it's probably worth mentioning it's an online only game oh sorry you have to be online to play the game if i remember correctly they could very easily change that economy at any at any point as well they could increase the amount of credits that i needed to buy a car which kind of extends the grind almost yeah. to encourage people i'm not saying they're doing that um but, but they could that is something mm-hmm. that they could do and mm-hmm. i believe they actually may have done that with gt sport from speaking to some people who actually played played that game they, they changed the economy in the game uh to make it more expensive to buy cars um, if i please correct me if i'm wrong if anyone knows knows different but i, I believe i saw that so you know th- there is the ability for them to even make it shadier and they've already been a little shady by hiding it in the first place you know so
0: it's just, I mean, yeah. I mean, I first came across this in mobile gaming where they've turned time into a, a a purchasable commodity. And it's normally sort of kids' games that you need to get dragon eggs or something, and you get one naturally, one every hour or something, and you need so many to do the next thing. But you can bypass the next hour by spending three quid, and you get 12 eggs or whatever. Do you know what I mean? That's the kind of thing. Yeah. And it kind of works in those sort of games to some degree because... Um, They use a real-world clock, so if you don't play the game for 12 hours, you'll get the same. But if you're on a train and you want to play it right now, you think, oh, it's only a couple of quid, I'll spend it. And it kind of works in those games because they're free. But, you know, these big AAA games have tried to bring that, you know, um, pay some money to, to save some time kind of element. And it just doesn't work because, like you say, you know, it's a full-price AAA game. Uh, and, they've, you know, they've always got the get-out clause. Well, you know, you can grind, you can get it, you don't have to pay these things, but that's kind mm. of not the point. Like you say, you've spent 70 bucks on this bloody game. You expect to, to be able to use it to its fullest out of the box almost. Like you say, I, I understand there's a progress, a progress tree sometimes it needed, but for it to be an absolute ball ache of a grind like that, it's just it's just so wrong in my opinion, but <clears throat> this is an age-old argument, yeah. I guess.
2: Yeah, look, I know you you not a big sim racing kind kind of guy, um, but do you, do you have any uh, particular thoughts thoughts on that, mate? I'm curious if um, you know if, if if anything in particular stands out to you. I think that one of the things that's probably most giant is the fact that it comes from Sony, who basically have hmm. little to no microtransactions in most of their games. Hmm. Um, obviously, GT Sport had them as well, but yeah, Luke, do you have any particular thoughts, mate, on that?
3: Yeah, I think. Um... You know, it, it's not it's not good. Um, I don't know whether, like, they kind of just dis- not designed it, but they they just got a bit greedy with it all. And because pres- presumably, GT Sport must have done pretty well in terms of microtransaction stuff because they brought it back. And obviously, Sport was a bit different because it was heavily heavily online-based, and, and it didn't really have, um, you know, it wasn't a traditional GT entry. Um, and so it kind of made more sense when they had the microtransactions in that environment, because it was much more, you know, service game-based, you know, where that stuff kind of goes hand in hand. With this one, you know, I, I do, you know, it's very cheeky to, um, you know, release a, a first-party game at full price, and then have microtransactions, which if they were on the level, I think, as you said, of GT Sport in terms of cost, I don't really think there'd be much of a complaint. But when you're talking like half the price or over half the price of the game for certain vehicles, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a piss take, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think I've seen... Most people say that it's not particularly well. I've seen some people say it's not particularly grindy, or they don't feel like it's particularly grindy. But nonetheless, um, I don't think it's something that um, should be encouraged. And I wouldn't, you know, even if it was a game I loved, and I don't really have any affinity for track races like you, Scott. So, so you know, for me, it's just kind of like a almost a non a, a yeah. non consideration that I have about it. But but still, if it was a game that um, I was really into. Um, I find it pretty egregious. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be buying anything, but I'd kind of um, be a bit pissed off about it, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a shame gaming's got to this state. I I hope it gets better, but I'm not convinced it will, to be honest, Um, because there's nothing illegal in it, unlike the sort of loot boxes where governments start to get involved and look at things um there's nothing illegal about this it. just it's just immoral i think and that, that's not going to stop anyone i don't think um it's a shame isn't it
1: yeah it's corporate greed i think the issue i mean i've mm-hmm. just seen an anime resume in the chat which i completely agree with um a number of comments one of the ones that stood out it's one of the latest ones who says i personally think that dlc should be the only thing that should be added to a game everything should be grindable within a reasonable amount of time yeah I agree. I agree and, with
0: that. And to be honest, you know, let's face it, the the, the old um, Gran Turismo's had a had a progress path, and you had to kind of grind it to, to get the next card, da, 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 da. and that's absolutely fun, that's how it should be, but to, to make that grind so ridiculous, you know, putting in tens and tens and tens of hours just to get a, a particular car that you want, yeah, it's ridiculous, <laughs> but <Yeah>. uh, <clears throat> there we are, I think that's pretty much it for us today, chaps and tapesses, anyone who's listening, um, really enjoyed today's format show. Chat, let us know. Drop a drop a comment in the in the video once it's uh, once it goes as VOD um, on uh, onto YouTube, and just let us know if you like the format of the show. Um, we would appreciate um, some thumbs up, some likes, some subscribes. If you're new to the channel, uh, always appreciate those kind of things. Chat, thank you very much for being here. It's been great. We put some. Can I, um, go on. Can I? I was just going to say while we're doing the sign out. Um,
1: it's for anyone who does, who isn't, who is maybe new please uh, consider joining the Discord. There should be a link in the description below. And for anyone who has been watching the show for a long time, I just wanted to remind anyone, on top of what you was about to say, flat that um, if you do have any particular recommendations or things that you'd like us to consider or see, uh, there is a particular text channel in Discord, which is called, uh, I believe, Podcast Suggestions. Um, So if you have any particular ideas or questions or things you'd like us to consider or things that that we could maybe mention on the show, please use that channel because that will be the main place that we can see it. So if you do have any suggestions, please let us know. Yeah, that was no, absolutely.
0: Perfect. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, one topic that we did forget to do is GTA 5 prices, but perhaps we'll cover that next week if we can be bothered to be honest because I'm not talking about that game on another generation console for very long if I'm honest. But I think uh, in short we know
1: it's a bit bullshit don't we, so. Yeah exactly <laughs> I think
0: that's pretty much the, the long and short of it yeah. so um, fantastic. Well chat thank you very much for being here. Everyone who's watching thank you for watching. Like I say please do consider the uh, like, share and subscribe GPG crew thank you for being here chaps. Always a pleasure. We'll try and do the same again next week and we will see you on the next one Take care all